What is up? Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving break. I know I did. How you doing, bro? Did you have a great Thanksgiving? I did indeed, man. Ate a lot of food. Watched your Cowboys pick up yet another very impressive win. That made me a little sick. I've faded them probably like eight times this year, and I I just regret it every single time. But maybe I'll learn. Good, brother. These good. days, you're good. Hey, I haven't learned either. Man. I still bet against them too, so <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Um, we are back this week. We're in full swing. UFC Fight Night in Austin, Texas. You know how much we love a live fight night with crowds. We have Benny Darius versus Armand. Sorry, Yuki, in the main event, Jalen Turner, Bobby Green steps in short notice for Dan Hooker as the co-main. <laughs> Davison Figueroa making his bantamweight debut versus Rob Font. And also Sean Brady versus Calvin Gaslam in a welterweight clash. Let's get it off started with the main event here. Benny Dariush coming in at plus 25 versus Armand Sarayuki in minus 275. What do you like here? Dude, so this one... I've got a little MMA math for you, and it goes against what Vegas is thinking. Okay. So as you can see, we've got the we've got the tail of the tape up here on the screen. Sorry, Yukian coming in at a heavy favorite over Benil. But the thing is, is that Benil he beat Gamrot pretty thoroughly in that Abu Dhabi card on your birthday weekend on Sugar Hello. Dhabi. And Saryukian, he's almost most well-known for losing a really high-level close fight to Gamrot. So you saw Benil go out there and mop the floor with Gamrot pretty much, and then you see Saryukian lose a close decision to him. And I know that I know that Benil did just get KO'd by Charles, and that is probably why the line is what it is. Yeah. But I can't help but like Benil here, man. I'm rocking with Benil for the underdog money, plus 275. I don't have a method for you, but I'm I'm feeling it. So, okay. I definitely, um, obviously, when I look at lines, I kind of obviously, you know how I look at them now. I look at value. I think for this bet, if you have to bet it, you for sure take Benny for the price. I'm kind of going to counter your MMA math here. Um. If it wasn't for Islam Mahashev, would we? Would you still say that Oliveira is dominating the lightweight division? I mean, yeah, he hasn't lost to anyone else. Okay. So you would say Darius losing to Oliveira is not really a bad loss, right? No, I'm not really. Yeah. Well, I will say though is, other than Gamrot which looks like a great win now for Darius. It was at the time, but even now it looks even better than it is. Um, Tony Ferguson, Pereira, and Holtzman, whoever that is. So I don't I don't know. I mean, the one time, yes, I think Gamrot's a big win, but I don't think Gamrot's like a lightweight top five guy yet. Um, and then obviously the, had a big step up in competition, Oliveira, and got knocked out in the first. I'm not saying I'm all in on Saryukin. I don't think Saryukin is ready yet. I know, and you know I love Saryukin. I think he's super technical and technician. But I think we're kind of overvaluing Dariush here. I don't think until he has a big win, and again, Gamrot's a great win. He was underdog in that one. It was a stellar performance. I just think that you have to look at this, and I look at his resume, and it's not, it's not impressive. It's just not very impressive. Now, I think Saryukin, on the other hand, you look at Saryukin, and he's just... 
he's on a roll. He's fought a lot of dogs too. Yeah. Yeah, fought a lot of dogs. After the decision loss to Gamrot, which was one of the honestly, if you're not a casual fight fan and you like fights and you like like just like watching fights, you have to watch Gamrot versus Aryukin. That was a master class of just two like strikers, two technicians. It was just beautiful to watch. Um, I I do I like Saryukin's win versus Ismagulov. Good win there. Yeah, but we even were both then, really high on Ismagulov. Yeah, but even then here, like I don't really, I don't know. I mean, I guess I see it. He lost to Gamrot. Dariush beat him. Yeah, tough. I like a really good matchup here. I don't know what I, I would love to talk to like a bookmaker and like what they see here. Because if I'm making this fight, I'd probably have Saryuki in minus 150, Dariush plus 125. Like, I don't know why that warrants. And that's, and that's also scares me too. Like, what do they know? But I mean, I just got to yeah. trust my. So, I, yeah, I like Dariush uh, here. I wonder if, I wonder if book or odds makers, if they're going into gyms and calling up coaches and close friends and, People that are, I mean, they have to, right? They have to be calling people on in the inner circle and kind of getting that inside scoop on stuff. So if a fighter was going into a fight hurt, they're able to kind of, I don't know, just for that. Or do I you mean, think obviously just, they know? They for sure know more than anything that we know. How they get the information, I don't know. Who they get it from, I don't know. That's above us for sure. Some mob ties for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, you sorry, you can almost close to. Three to one. I just I don't see that. I don't see how. Um, yeah. But again, they know more than me. So, but yeah, I'm still. I'll take Darius here. If, I like it now at two twenty five. If it gets even higher, I'll for sure take it. Yeah, I like that. Let's go, Benny. Huntington Let's Beach go. also representing SoCal. Gotta gotta stick with the local guys here. Doesn't yes, sound like someone that would live in SoCal just based off the name, but yeah, it does. Our co-main and, of the evening. Are you going to go, go, go miss your tape? Oh, there we go. No, no, Our no. co-main of the evening. Jalen Turner versus Bobby Green stepping in on short notice. Bobby Green always down for a scrap. Jalen Turner. Was his last fight the one we saw in person? Yup. And then this was, was supposed to be Dan Hooker versus Bobby Green, but then Hooker broke oh, the Turner same arm. Yeah, Turner stepped in. I got it wrong. Yeah, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, Dan Hooker broke the same arm in training that he broke in the fight that we watched. So that's just tough for our guy, Dan. That was going to be a – him versus Bobby was going to be one hell of a fight. Hooker and Turner was a special fight, too, to see in person. That was fucking nuts. They're saying fight of the year so far. Bro, I tell – bro, I tell people, like, I mean, I don't want to uh, – we could talk about it or but you, if there's one thing – if you're listening to this pod right now, you have some interest in MMA because we're just some two random dudes. And if you're listening to us, you're probably like a sicko of MMA. Um, I promise you, just go to a UFC event. Like, just go to a UFC event. I don't, I don't care what you got to cost. I don't care what you make. I don't care how you do it. Just go to a UFC event. It's so elite, man. Fight night, you know what else do anything. Is, just go to UFC then. We got extra blessed because also on the card that we went to, another fight of the year contender is uh, Pantoja Moreno. So we got to see two fight of the year contenders on one card, and that wasn't even the main event. We knew it too. 
we knew it going into it and we saw bo nickel we oh man we need to get back there i was telling my guy ace you gotta pull up to austin it's like two hours from him but this would be a one to go to this weekend man it's gonna be so electric and i guarantee you it's gonna have some of the hottest chicks in the world in that crowd i'm still on my texas shit man that place is just different even though it's like two hours away from the mecca they'll be all right there in austin too i bet Anyway, let's get back to the fight here. Yeah, the battle of the Inland Empire. Who do you like here in this one? It's crazy. Turner comes and he gets the nod as the favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people are kind of kind of skepticals because Jalen Turner did miss weight by three pounds in that fight against Dan Hooker, which he had a full camp Mm -hmm. to prepare for. And now he's coming in on two weeks' notice dropping all the way down to 155 and i don't know if you guys can see it but he is six foot three fighting at 155 yeah he doesn't walk around near 155 yeah he said he's around 180 right now in an interview i was just listening to him um yeah see he walks around 180 he can't really fight um once at 170 yeah he's really really he's really a tweener he is a big time tweener he would benefit from that 165 division Or one something, I don't know. But um, anyway, this is a weird one because Jalen Turner, minus 200 favorite, and he's coming off of two losses in a row. And Bobby Green's coming off of back-to-back wins. And Bobby Green's actually yeah. looked really good lately, if you think about it. He shocked the world in his last fight against Grant Dawson. Before that, he dismantled Tony Ferguson. And before that, he was piecing up Drew Dober like when he looked really good on the feet and then Drew Dober caught him. It was kind of a crazy fight in the end and he ended up losing. Well, he looked really good in that one. I feel like yeah. Jalen Turner's definitely the better fighter, but everything's kind of in Bobby Green's favor right now. Just yeah, the fact you look that at, he's had a camp. You look at, the, you look at the Turner and Hooker fight. If that kind of goes that same way, I think Bobby has a chance. Mm-hmm. There's a scrap. It's, yeah, it's hard to pick against Bobby on the feet too because – Turner could probably take him down and submit him, but I don't think that's what Turner's going to want to do. Yeah. So I'm ex- I'm excited about this one. What do you got for us here? I don't know. Another one of these, and maybe I need to change my MMA logic on how I bet it. But I just look at this and I'm like, Turner on short notice. Um, I don't think the weight cut's an issue because I think he purposely missed weight against Dan Hooker. Um, so I look at it and I'm just like, Bobby Green plus 185 and the type of fight it's going to be, I, I take my chances with Bobby Green there. I'd honestly probably take – I'd probably bet Dariush and Bobby Green and hope one of them win. And worst case I – think, I think I think worst case scenario, both win – or one of them wins, and then best case scenario, both win, and you're plus money. But if you go one and one, you come out a little profitable. I, that's probably the play with those with the co-main and the main event there. I think one of those dudes gets it done. I think Bobby Green or Dariush – or uh, Dariush, yeah, finds a way to get it done. I don't know who – I just think both of them can can get it done, so I'll take my chances that one of them does. Yeah, if same thing with this fight. Given all the given all that we know, if you were to tell me to make the odds for this fight, I would put it around Jalen Turner maybe minus one forty, minus one thirty, just with yeah. kind of everything involved. So I definitely like Bobby here for the betting aspect as well. Yeah, and we finally got your guy Figgy a fight. It's not my guy. 
I know, but you were just trying to get him a fight for a while. I thought he was the guy. Like, I thought he was like, he's like the guy. Like, he's a big name. Like, he's going to get a top bantamweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got rough bump, but like, I was trying to get him like top two, top three guys. Yeah. He he had the momentum to do it because he was, he was the guy at 125 yeah. up until Moreno kind of put an end to that. Bro, first fight versus someone other than Brandon Moreno since 2020. Holy. Since Benavides, probably, huh? Since Alex Perez. Alex Perez, that is crazy. Fought Brandon Moreno 2020, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Sheesh. That's got to get old. That's got to get really yeah. old, right? Yeah. Um, I know the belt's involved, but... I don't think he's... I think he's on the way down. Um, mm-hmm. I love Rob Font here. I just think... I don't see how Figgy gets it done. Um, I'm big on Rob Font here. I think Rob Font is a better boxer. I think he's bigger. Um, I just don't see how if Rob Font's minus one forty, I'd like a hammer here. I do. I do agree with everything you just said, but we've got to remember Corey Sanhagen laid out the blueprint on how to beat Rob Font in his last fight. When he just yeah, took him can, down. Can Figgy do that? That's the thing. He's a lot smaller than Corey Sanhagen by about almost half a foot. And Figgy is a really good grappler, but yeah, I don't know if he's big enough to stay on top of Font like that. But I do, I think Font has the advantage on the feet, like you said, 100%. But I think Figgy could pull something off on the ground. I wouldn't take Figgy straight up, but maybe if you're feeling good, Fire on a little figgy by submission. I don't think the odds are out for that yet, but I could let y'all know later in the week. But that might be a little sneaky, a sneaky, crazy shot I throw out there is figgy by submission. I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Really, man, this card's fucking good. This, this, I know they can almost sell me on a pay per view here if, if they had like a women's title fight on it. Yeah, they can almost this sell is me better on a than the last card that Benil was on. Better than Canada? Yeah, better than Canada. Canada is about to do that shit again, too. <laughs> Bill Pennington versus Buena Silva. At least we yeah, got Strickland and Drikas. That's terrible. That's crazy. My Drikas prediction for being a champ in a year from July might really come full circle. Could. Could. In a way that no one expected. They were, were one punch away from it coming full circle. Our fourth fight. Sean Brady versus Calvin Gaslam. The line kind of moving here. Sean Brady's minus 120. Calvin Gaslam about out of pick him now. Um, I was big on Sean Brady. I don't know why. Um, I just I don't know why I'm not anymore. And again, it was just it was just one loss to Bilal Muhammad, who's obviously a a beast in that division. Took some time off. Again, he was October 22nd to mm-hmm. Sean Brady on that card. Um, yeah, interesting to see how he comes back. Ah, I don't know. I Dang, crazy Calvin Gaston's only 32, huh? Dude, for the amount of guys that he's fought, yeah, the fact that he knocked out Michael Bisping and he's still yeah. only 32 years old, kind of like Max Holloway vibes, obviously yeah. wasn't as successful, but... This is a tough one here. I could see Calvin Gaston winning this because it's just like, fuck, there's Calvin Gaston. But then also, like, Sean Brady can be that guy, but I don't know, Sean because, Brady... Yeah. Besides Gaston's last fight, which he won against um who did he beat chris curtis yeah sean brady would be the worst guy that he's fought in a really long time he fought yeah, jared cannonier robert whitaker yeah 
Jack Hermanson, Darren Till, Israel Adesanya, Michael Bisping, Ian Heinich. I don't, dude, I was big on Brady, but now that you said that, you've got me thinking that Gasolum might just do what Gasolum does in this one. Yeah, could definitely see it. And Gasolum's wrestling should be good enough to maybe not neutralize Brady's grappling, but should be good enough to keep it on the feet at least for a little bit, right? Yeah, definitely. Man, you you just threw me off. I was going to go in here and say (laughs) Sean Brady for sure, but... No, now you got me. Now you got me stumbling and tripping. I just can't do that when like Sean Brady hasn't won a big fight, and then I see the line that close. And it's like, all right, they know something that I don't. Yeah, that's how I look at it. You that's like crazy. Anything like, else on this card? How much? Um, one debut that I'm kind of excited for is um, Zach Reese is taking on Cody Brundage, and I thought it was a little crazy because. He's like a minus 250 favorite in his debut. He's only 6-0. and He looks like he could be a really good wrestler at that middleweight division, but he's fought absolute cans. If you look at the guys he's fought in their records and you watch the fights, they're just not very good. So I'm really interested to see how he, how he um, fares up against Cody Brundage. Obviously, Brundage is no world beater, but he's still a guy that's been in the UFC for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And my girl Misha Tate, she should beat Julia Avila. I just got to throw this up here real quick. So Misha Tate versus Julia Avila, whatever fight, pretty close odds. Avila is a slight favorite, but look at Avila's topology. For anyone just listening, I would say, what would you say that is? Like nine out of the last 14 of her scheduled yeah. bouts haven't happened. They've been canceled. Is that because of her? Do you know? I don't know. At some point, I mean, it's got to be like, at some point, <laughs> that many people, like, it's got to be you. That's what I was thinking. If yeah. it, everyone's thing would have a lot of C's on it if it wasn't her, but yeah, yeah, man, that's just crazy to me. So I like Misha in that because that's just softer than baby shit from Julia. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very excited for the card. I'll, I'll probably be tuned into the from the start conference championship championship week as well for college football. You were very right about my USC Trojans and them being ass. I hate, I hate, I hate to be right, but it's just I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just happens sometimes. You can't help it. Yeah. Um, and, we haven't been on in about a week. Um, that we had a week off for UFC Thanksgiving break. There's been some been some weird stuff. Um, <laughs> I realized today, and I remember actually, I'm glad it came to me. Um, so like, you know how, like, obviously the NBA is very popular. I'd probably say NBA Twitter is probably the most like trolls and like most like active, like just like mm-hmm. they'll make shit up and like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, UFC is getting to that point where like, there's like a lot of fake account people make up shit. Like it's getting to that point. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I noticed that I, I always find myself like lately, like seeing news and then it, it could very well be real but i don't even i don't even think about it i'm like bro it's fake because there's so much fake shit now like it's almost like how the nba makes stuff up now like there's so many like fake nba accounts that like breaks news um the ufc is like getting towards that which again i don't know if that's good or bad i mean i guess this just means like more younger people and more people our age are getting into the sport which is good it's what we want um mm-hmm. yeah what a, what a what a what a week it was of news um which one do you want to start out at 
Um, I'm down for the. I'm down for the Sean Strickland one. It's not really as much news as it was just a, a funny clip. I, I wish I had it on here. I, I should have, but everyone's probably seen it. If you're listening to a podcast about MMA, basically some drunk guy, he might've been hitting a woman. That's what some things were saying. So if that's the case, then it's all very, very, very good that this happened. Um, he stumbled, he was hiding from the cops. He was running. And he hides in a driveway between some cars, and it happens to be Sean Strickland's driveway. And Sean Strickland sees the ring camera. You see him walking out there with a gun, just a pistol. Walks up, just puts the gun right in his face, starts yelling at him. The guy like starts to walk away. Strickland just like shoves him on the ground. And then the cops show up. It's not really news, but a lot of people were just making memes about it, talking about how yeah. crazy Strickland is. Would I you like rather like dream scenario? Yep, literally, like he wants that to happen. Yeah. Do you think it's worse to stumble onto Strickland's property or John Jones? John Jones. Well, yeah. It depends on your intent. Like, I think if that's John Jones, John Jones would be like, "All right, who's this guy? Like, he's not a threat. Like, why is he like in my like?" Mm-hmm. And Sean Strickland said he's like, "I just see a guy in my house. I just want to kill him." Um, <laughs> now, if it's like. Whose house would I want to break? Whose house would I not, would I, would I like not want to break into? John Jones for sure. John Jones literally has multiple ways to kill you. Yeah, I mean, probably Strickland probably does too, but John has more because Strickland at least John he's kind of crippled. John has so he fucking can't run. dogs. John has dogs. Oh, John can yeah. John can choke you out. John's a sniper. Like, there's literally like you're just you're just fucked, <laughs> and he can just kill you like. Again, enough time. Like, yes, I think Sean Trickler could kill somebody. But, like, I literally think John Jones can kill you with his bare hands in, like, under two minutes. Like, on some Kill Bill shit? Just, like, he's just... And he's fucking 6'4", bro. Yeah, I think I think either way, you're pretty screwed. They're both psychos that yeah. you just wouldn't want to... Bro, do you see it Chandler Jones? Be, you know, the pick, honestly, might be John Jones because he's just a little more, like, stable in the head. Depends on the day, but, yeah... Like Sean's just crazy. Yeah, Sean just wants to, yeah, wants to hurt people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's literally that's that's the difference. Yeah. And then let's see another. Isn't he, involved, isn't he involved in this other news too? You got okay. So before Drinking? we get into it, before we get into it, obviously, I'm just like everyone else. If you don't, if you're listening and don't know the whole Ian Gary situation, something with his wife. You got to tell me. I've been waiting for for this pod for you to tell me because you're the guy with the info and all this stuff. I don't pay attention to that stuff. Um, too busy for all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's the situation here? Ian Gary's married his girl, his wife, who lives with their, her ex-husband. Like, what's the situation here? Give me, give me a little brief summary. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try to tie this all together. But basically, Ian Gary's wife is 14 years older than him for start so he's like 26 and she's 40 that's i don't know it's not normal but it's whatever people do it i'm not gonna hate on it love is love it it could be a thing but then it comes out that yeah her ex-husband lives in the same house as them too and he's ian gary's personal personal nutritionist and he has ian gary on a vegan diet and apparently the guy's not even a vegan himself. How all this information is out there, I don't know, but I just read it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, okay, It could be ahead. that MMA Twitter shit, yeah, yeah, or it's just fake. But whatever, it's fun. It's fun. And then it comes out that 
Ian Gary's wife had written a book about 13 years ago, or maybe not even written a book, but written something called how to be a wag, which is a wife and girlfriend. It's like how to pull, it's about like how to pull athletes. If you're a girl and like marry them and get their money. Apparently I didn't read the book. So like you said, this could all just be blown out of proportion. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently that that's part of it. And then there's other, there's pictures on her Instagram of her back in the day posting with GSP, like being all flirty, one with her and Sugar and Danny, one with her one. and one with her and another guy. I think there's probably like four or five fighters. So people are saying that she's been trying to bag an athlete slash fighter for a long time. She finally did with Gary. And people are making fun of Gary because they're saying, oh, her and her husband are probably, you know, still fucking because he lives in the same house. And Gary's like 13 years younger. But it all, it all I just will say really yeah. my whole thing on this, and I don't really have like a reaction or anything towards this, it, just like whatever to me. Because um, I think in like a week from now, we're not even talking about it. But um, the fact that she, that he took her last name is weird. Yes, that was. Uh, but I've said that from like I've said that from like a from like a while ago. I was like, yeah. that's just weird, bro. Like I'm not doing as a man, bro. Like we're not doing that. Never. We're not doing that. As a man, like I don't even want to. I don't even think I'd, I was gonna say like as a man, like I'm keeping my name and you can keep your name. But I don't even think I'd say that. Like if you're fucking gonna marry me, you're gonna take my name. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, you're not keeping your name. Yeah, we're not doing that. If, if, if you're not, if you're not gonna take my name, if, if you're not gonna take my name, we'll just we'll just date forever, and that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Sugar Danny vibes. Yeah, they might be. They have like a visa marriage, maybe. But um, yeah, I hundred percent agree that that part of it was already a little weird. And I think people are also one big part of it too is that Ian Gary has to go on a stage with Colby Covington in a press conference in about mm. uh, two weeks. So everyone's saying that Colby's in the lab right now, reading all this, it's cooking been, all this. It's stuff. been a bad couple. It's been a bad couple of weeks for Ian Gary with the whole gym mm-hmm. shit. They said he. I saw something today said he got knocked out at the gym. Yep. Bad. Brandon Allen had another one. Yeah, that was at Kill Cliff. Yeah, bad, bad, bad couple of weeks here. Maybe he's just an asshole and no one likes him. <laughs> that is, one of my friends said, one of my friends said, I never liked Ian Gary, and I'm happy that all this came out because now I know it's now I know it's justified. I had a reason. I just didn't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So then today. I'm watching the full Send Now Boy podcast, as I always do, but more so this week and today because it was the boss man, Uncle Dana White on. Great podcast if you haven't listened. But he dropped some some hints. I don't know if it, he dropped a hint inside of a hint, I guess, saying there was yeah. a big fight that came about that was talked about this week. Um, I don't know the exact – do you have the exact quote of what he said? I could roll the clip if you want. Yeah super fights that you could see happening over the next like two years or year there like, is we're talking about one right now actually that just popped up a few days ago so i can't talk about it but you know till we get a is it involved with mcgregor yes. at all um well a- every fight that you would consider a super fight would would involve mcgregor but this one isn't no damn i love dana bro <laughs> he, he just loves this shit bro he, but yeah oh, when you were talking me. earlier as someone who I personally am a matchmaker myself, I usually have a sense of what's going to happen. Um, this one got me. I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
because he's had a non-McGregor super fight. I don't really know who out there right now qualifies many, for a super fight. Okay, yes, good, great. That's what I was going to ask. How many people in the UFC, when they fight, it's a super fight? Yeah, I don't, I feel like not really very many right now, unless Izzy Pereira, but if they fight other people, I don't know if it's a super fight, only when they fight no. each other. Yeah, Vulcan Islam out. was when they fought each other, but that's not a possibility anymore. John Jones is out. I still think Bo Nickel Hamza would be a crazy fight, but I think they save that for when one of them has a belt. And I don't think that's yeah. a super fight yet because neither of them are champs. Um, Sugar's already booked. He would be the next logical guy that comes to mind. Um, yeah. I've heard, I've heard GSP Nick Diaz. I've seen it in comments, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's gonna happen. And I wouldn't really even be that excited for it because they're both. Hey, did in GSP their 40s. ever have that grappling match that they announced when we were in the, when we were there? Not yet. It was, I think it was supposed to be against Damian Maya, and then it ended up getting rescheduled. But it, I think it's supposed to happen soon. Okay. They really hyped that up like it was going to be some really relevant yeah, yeah, yeah. for like UFC yeah. MMA, yeah. but it was really just trying to promote their fight pass shit. Yeah. What an announcement. Did you, I'm halfway through the pod right now. I'm not done with the whole pod yet. Yeah, I haven't I haven't finished it, but did you have any guesses on who it could be? Anyone that I didn't name? I mean, I didn't. I just, I feel like everyone's booked. Obviously, the Connor one, but when you say it's not Connor, um, I I don't know how many guys I would say super fight are. I would Connor's Connor when Connor fights is a super fight. Um, Izzy's a super fight. Pereira versus Izzy's a super fight. John Jones super fight. He's out. Um, Islam's a super fight, but I, I guess I wouldn't qualify that as like a, a super like Islam fight. Islam Gage he's not a super fight. No, it's just I don't a really know good fight. It, I don't know what it would. I don't know what it could have been. Um, but again, you know Dana be on the pod. He just liked to talk so. What about Hamza yeah. Izzy? I think Izzy's out, bro. I don't think Izzy's. You think he's think on a that. he's legit on a hiatus for a minute? Yeah. Not I mean, it'd have to be Hamza or somebody. Yeah, I don't like Bo Nichols. The only one that I think could possibly be big enough, but he's not yet. Like that's one or two wins away. And yeah, Dana could have just is been Islam. Is Islam versus the winner of Leon and Colby's fight? Ooh, if it's Colby, yeah. Okay. No, Leon, I don't think Leon would be just because they wouldn't yeah. build it up very well. But imagine a Colby, like Colby versus the Dagestanis. I would go yeah, very hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, don't I had a, I had a question for you about, about betting stuff, not really related to MMA at all, but. You know how, at least for me, a lot of my friends are starting to use prize picks and um, those types of ones where you don't, you can't bet the money line or the spread and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, why, why is that becoming a thing? Is it just because it's legal here? It's like all the social media ads. They make it seem like it's so good, but I look at it and it's like, and it's like this is stupid. This is too good yeah. to be true. It says he gets one yard and you win your bet. You said well, it's the forex of that. Well, I remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah, literally. There's promos. So like they'll do like one where it's like if Jokic gets five points. Um, but every one of those has to be a parlay. Mm, so it has to be like yeah. so you can so you can take Jokic for that, but you gotta take someone else's regular like line. Um, why I think it's so 
popular is because um, it's just legal in pretty much every state because you're not betting on a team. You're betting on players, obviously, like their promo says. Um, I think it's just easy. It's easy access. The app does a very good job of making it seem like it's just easy. Like you can just go in here. Oh, like it's like fantasy and football. Bro, you know, and you know me, bro. Like I try not to be a dick about it when people talk about it, but like, oh, Bron's only got to get 27 points. Like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, but like one thing, bro, is like I tell people all the time, like I've told you on Bavada too, is like if you bet other than betting in Vegas, going to the counter and placing a bet, if you're going to gamble, bro, I highly rec i don't recommend gambling at all to anybody um but if you're gonna gamble i recommend like you just find a bookie bro because you're never gonna like have it in you psych psychologically to pull that money out you're just gonna keep going and going and going until you lose it all and that's what price picks relies on that's what bavada relies on bavada is a whole fucking seven step process to get your money have you ever cashed out money from bavada i, I made it easier lately it changed the game for me with match pay Okay, but I still get your point because it's just like an arcade game. I remember when I did it, bro. You had to do it. You had to get a check and like, it's just yeah. Like, they changed it now. They made it a lot better. You can get it in Venmo, so it's nice. Oh wow, good. Yeah, but I just I would never. I mean, again, and obviously, Bovada and Price Picks is safe for some because you put the money up front. If you lose it, you already put it in. A bookie mm -hmm. could be dangerous because you don't you don't have to put the money up. For me, it's for me it's I like a bookie because I would just one I just always pay my bets. Um, it's just how I, who I am, how I was raised, but, um, yeah. And I just wouldn't want to deposit money at the time if I like haven't won it yet or like, no, I'm not going to win it or lose it. Um, yeah, I just think it's easy access. Everyone, everyone wants easy millennials want easy. It's cool to post. They have good, they have good guys advertising it. Um, yeah, but I see all the time, like people on Instagram, like putting their stories and shit. And that's just, just so I, I try not to hate on it, bro. Cause it's like, I get it, but it's just like, you're not fucking real gamblers, bro. Like I really fucking do this. <laughs> That's like, exactly sadly, like it's not even like a flex bro like i don't want to say i do this but like like i really do this <laughs> yes bro i was talking to, to my i was talking to boosters about that i was like bro they don't even know dude like they don't do this like they're not doing <laughs> spreads and money lines and yeah, overs yeah, yeah. on the point totals they're soft <laughs> but anyway yeah. yeah um also what pisses me off is i've seen i think it's jake paul's thing they say instead of saying over or under, they say more than or less than or like higher than or lower than. And it just pisses me off. They got people putting on their IG stories. They're like Jamal Murray higher than 27 and a half points yeah. today. Yeah, it's over. It's over. It's just, and you know how hard parlays are to hit like in general. Mm -hmm. So like a player props, no different. You're not going to hit a three. You're not going to hit a three person player pop often, bro. So it's just like, dude, if I mean, if you do bet on price picks and I've, I did it for like a week just to like, you know, gambler. I got to see what it's like. Everyone's hyping on it. I got to give it an honest review. Yeah. Your best bet is probably the two teamers, the two person leggers. Um, and there's ways. Um, there's like things you can look at. I would look at if you're looking at for price picks, I would for points, I would probably say like what they did last time against that team. Um, that's mm -hmm. a key one, how they shot it. If they shot it bad, then probably going to shoot it somewhat decent this time there's different ways i can get in on and on about it but don't just look at like price picks people will be looking at like the last how they show the last five like don't just get caught up in looking in that don't do that if boston scott's playing against the new york giants bet on him to get a touchdown i'll tell you that much right now it's a tough one um 
I know we're, we're running a little high on time right now, but have you gotten a chance to watch any college hoops? Always, brother. Who are you liking so far? I like Florida Atlantic. They're not – I think they're an Elite Eight team. They're not like a national championship contender. I guess if you're in the Elite Eight, you're a contender. I like Marquette. I like Ooh. Kansas. And I like UConn. UConn's cold. I was a, obviously I was a year late on them because they won it last year. Yeah, but yeah, UConn's cold. Did FAU bring a lot of guys back? Yeah, they're nice. Uh, same coach. They, yeah, Dusty May. Yeah, he'll get a he'll get a big job whenever he wants it, huh? Yeah, facts. What about San Diego State? Did they lose all their guys? Yeah, a lot of senior heavy. Bro, that was crazy last year in March Madness. Just all the non-Power 5 schools that were going, making a run. I know. Transfer portal, huh? Yeah, but it is, bro. Like, a guy could really be the eighth the eighth guy on Duke and transfer somewhere and average 25 just because he gets he gets on the court. That NIL money. The right fit. I seen something today. Someone offered the Wash, like the Washington State quarterback. He already has, like, a million-dollar NIL deals to transfer. Like how he hasn't even entered the, entered the portal yet? How's he already have deals? Cam Ward, he was a letdown this yeah. year. They said he's they said he's a guy. That's crazy. I didn't see it. Yeah, I was wrong about Jaden Daniels though. I didn't think he would do well when he transferred to LSU, and he proved. So how long do you give Lincoln Riley? Bro, oh my gosh, we're gonna get Can so bullied in the Big Ten. It doesn't get any better. I was talking to. I was talking to my guy Bowie about this, but I just don't know who we take over him. I mean, I don't even think it's about who you take over him. It's just like, could we get someone for less and kind of just pay some more players? <laughs> like, I don't know how the funding works. I don't know if that's all in the same fund. If it's all one giant fund, but you it's gotta like have limitless. But yeah, but then then what is it? How do we win? I think he just doesn't let the defensive players tackle in practice. I heard something about that. Just the way that they run their practices, their offense is just doing that spread offense stuff the whole time. So the defense never gets reps. He probably just like literally just the runs tackles. the defense to death. Like just keeps like he wants to just like he's that yep. coach that only cares about offense. So he's like, fuck yep. the defense. Like let's let's just try this shit on the like let's try this let's try this let's try this on offense. Yep, I think that's why his defenses have always just sucked, and yeah. and we're gonna get bullied in the big 10 i hadn't even thought about that but when those actual physical teams come into town or we have to go into the negative five degree weather yeah it's gonna be bad i just i don't know dude i can't go back to the unknown yet i'm gonna give lincoln one more year but like how does it get better with without caleb williams we're just supposed to get better yeah tough dark times what about uh isaiah collier you think he's cold for usc basketball i do i think he's really good Hell yeah. Number one pick? Nah. I don't know who the number one pick is this year. Yeah. Usually it's already kind of known by now. Or there's like yeah. one or two guys. No, overseas, bro. Taking over. Yeah. Bro, our guy Mellow Dip had been hooping before he got I hurt. Know. He was going. It's a wild boy. That is him and Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges. And bro, that's just a crazy ass team down there. <laughs> You see his tattoo like on his neck? The La France that he has to cover yeah. up. What did Lavar say like when he was a little kid? He's like, you always been a wild boy or something like that. Yeah, what should you say, wild boy? 
will. He's always been he's always been like who he is now. He's always cussing on interviews and dropping f bombs and shit. Yeah. You see the one where they're like, "What's your favorite Thanksgiving food?" He's like, "Oh fuck, I don't really know, man. Maybe like fucking uh, a turkey. Oh shit, I don't know. Maybe the gravy." He's just, oh, he's a he's a go. We've really watched him since the beginning. We Facts. knew he was special when we saw him at the Drew League. Hey, do the hit on Lavar. Lavar told us. Lavar said that's the that's the special one. He <laughs> said, "Y'all talk about Lonzo, my young one, Mello." He a killer. You know who the best scorer is, though, right? Jello. He said, he said, he'll lead, he'll lead the league in scoring. Skip said, who? Lonzo? He said, Jello. <laughs> just, I don't know said, how LeVar never started a podcast. Bro, that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> like, like he was crazy. He said, Jello. <laughs> uh, man, ball in the family on Facebook, too. That was. I remember the, the clip where Lamelo they're just driving on the golf cart and that fool just jumps off the back when they're going full speed. <laughs> yeah. Was a nut. I hope Lonzo gets to play again, dude. He yeah, was finally exactly. finding it with his jumper too. Yeah. And he's just cooked, huh? Yep. All right, then we went a little longer. We gave y'all some some extra bonus content too. I know. You got any you got anything before we get out of here? No closing remarks. Lock in on the card. Big card. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Yes, sir. Doses. Get some bets posted up.